good morning everybody and welcome to the next move best move podcast i am your host daniel x this is our very first episode and i'm excited to get started um but very briefly so that everyone is familiar with what this show is all about we are going to discuss three major areas um, or three major topics rather uh, that are in regards to all of those who desire to start their own business how to navigate that process, how to do it in a very intelligent way. Um, We're also going to down the line open up for questions and answers uh, so that we can directly help you with any of the obstacles and hurdles that you need to overcome in order to be successful. So this show is all about three major zones. The first zone is business. We just want to help you get the knowledge and give to you actionable steps that will help you to get started with your very own business. The second zone is strategies. So strategies in regards to the work-life balance, strategies in regards to developing your business in a very strategic way and not just haphazardly, for example, um, stepping away from your uh, income that's really taking care of your bills right now. Um, Because in building a business, everything takes time. Uh, I liken business unto agriculture. When you plant a seed in the ground, you cannot... Uh, automatically expect to reap the rewards next week. There's a process of proper fertilization of the soil, uh, proper burying of the seed. Um, There's a process for nurturing that life or watering um, the seed so that it can germinate. There's a process of patience, waiting so that the results can come in, analyzing what's going on. Uh, There's a process to defending. You know, all of the vultures that would like to suck up your seed or uh, destroy your crop there's a process for that so there are so many processes when it comes to business and uh, strategies as well and we want to just help you with those two areas and then we have one more zone the third zone which is our relationships so we want to talk about how to have a happy home even though you're an entrepreneur or a business owner there's a balance that's needed a lot of times we go so full-fledged into trying to fulfill our dream that our wives suffer our husbands suffer our children suffer What is the proper balance and what are some actionable steps that can allow us to free up that time where we can be successful, conquer all of our goals, but at the same time, spend that necessary quality time with our loved ones and our families and et cetera. Uh, So this show is all about those three zones. There are so many facets to each one. I just don't have time to go into all of them, but that's what this show is all about. If you are not yet following us on social media, I am on Facebook, Next Move, Best Move Podcast. That is the Facebook page. I am also on Twitter, NMBM, the acronym for Next Move, Best Move. You can follow me on Twitter. You can also ask questions on Twitter. I like to uh, dialogue and engage on these social media platforms. So if you have any questions about something that was shared or a recap of any information or whatever it may be, feel free to reach out to me on social media. Then lastly, we're also on Instagram, NMBM Podcast on Instagram as well. Lastly, in this intro, I would like to discuss where this um, name came from. So the Next Move, Best Move podcast name was inspired by me being an avid chess player. I've been playing chess since I was a very young man. I learned at six years of age from my father. And there's something about chess that if your opponent doesn't capitalize off of what what may have been a bad move or a weak move or... Whatever the case may be, if they don't capitalize, you know, there's a phrase that trash talkers say to each other. 
generally we say make your next move your best move meaning that if you don't play the proper move you're going to suffer the consequence of not taking the time to really evaluate what was best in that position but what else but what else i like about that phrase is that it allows for you that no matter what your background is no matter what previous decisions you've made no matter what poor choices you've had to encounter or experience or bad situations and circumstances you have to experience that making your next move the best move is the absolute best thing that you can do for your life so in this podcast i don't care if you have a college degree I don't care if you're $60,000 in student debt. I don't care if you've been in prison before. I don't care what your background is, but moving forward, using this podcast as inspiration for your life, I want to help you make your next move your best move. That's in business. That's in strategies. That's in relationships. That's in whatever way or any area that will help you to become a better human being. So with that being said, we're going to get straight into, into today's topic. Today we want to discuss doing for self, doing for self. There is a freedom that comes from doing for yourself. A little background on me, I was 10 toes down to the ground working for other people. Um, I am a free spirit, if you will. So many times I found myself jumping from job to job, not necessarily because the job was horrible per se, but it was the uncomfortability of not having freedom and not having independence. There's a certain level of manhood that just comes with the territory. It's just developed from stepping out on faith and doing for yourself. To have the ability to visit my children's school, whether good or bad, to participate in reading to children, to be able to mentor and check on some of my other students that I have in my business. That's a freedom that's irreplaceable. When something needs to get done, specifically in regards to my personal life, my family life, that freedom to be able to adjust my schedule with only my discretion necessary is just a freedom that I wouldn't change for the world. Literally, someone could walk up to me right now and offer to me a six-figure opportunity to work for them unless it is something that i would absolutely love and have pleasure in doing i would reject 98 99 of offers period because something that money can't buy is that freedom and that freedom comes from doing for self so one point in my development i was a salesman i was selling telecommunications with comcast with rcm with a few different companies at one point and although there was a certain level of freedom Because I knew I wasn't building my own brand, my own empire, my own business, there was a certain lacklusterness that came over me. The pay was decent at certain times. Um, I even at one point was a uh, uh, telecommunication install tech, uh, meaning I would go around the house, hook up your cable, hook up your phone, hook up your internet, all of those things. And when I was doing those things, you know, money was decent. It wasn't bad. I was able to provide for my family and take care of my family at that time. But there is a certain level of independence that comes from doing for yourself. But I don't want to theorize because this show is all about actionable steps. So before you get gun ho and you're like, yo, I'm going to start doing for myself. There's a few things that you have to consider. The first thing that I want you to consider in doing for yourself is what ideas do you have? 
And don't just think about it. Don't just conversate about it. Don't just sit down with your buddy or get on the phone with your buddy and talk about it. Actionable steps means that we are, excuse me, going to take out a sheet of paper, take out a pen. I know that seems so old fashioned. I get it. Right. But there's something powerful. There's something empowering about putting pen to pad. Digital is cool. Digital is fine. And if you are strictly digital and you just because everything is just custom, right? Some people, they're going to be empowered from pen and pad. That's how I am. Although I am very acclimated with digital products. But some people that are just 100% digital and you just can't imagine yourself using pen and pad, fine, right? Fine. Go ahead and use your digital stuff. But the beauty of pen and pad is that it allows for scratch outs. It allows for you to redirect and navigate the conversation. It allows for new ideas to be inspired. There's a certain level of not being able to edit on digital products as you would on pen and pad. That's why I recommend pen and pad. But on that pen and pad, you want to write down your greatest ideas. Listen, this is very important. Not your greatest ideas that make you the most money. The greatest ideas that speak to who you are as a human being. Some people love cooking. Some people cook because being a chef makes them money. The person who will be most successful is the person that does it out of a love, out of a passion for food, for decorating food, for cooking food, for experimenting and and doing all things. That passion that they have in cooking is what will lead and stimulate to their success when the going gets tough. Those who are purely in it for money, the going gets tough and it will cause you to quit or go a different direction a lot sooner than you would if you had a passion for what it is that you're doing. When I got into doing for myself, my passion and what I was good at was that I've been doing martial arts since a little boy and I've been doing chess since a little boy. And both of those things, I saw a void or a need in my community where I felt like those two passions could be gen- uh, could be um, uh, repackaged to allow our communities to, one, have an opportunity for the youth, but two, to teach life skills and life principles that can never be erased. If I stop actively participating in martial arts tournaments or teaching, and I stop actively participating in chess tournaments, I still have principles, mindsets, work ethics that will help me to be successful in anything that I do in my life, and I wanted to offer that to my community. And because we're very limited on chess programs and very limited on martial arts schools, I felt that I could really package that in a way that would lead to my success. And because of that, I started five years ago, the Lions Paul Karate and Chess Academy. If you are not familiar with us, go follow us on social media. I love my students. I love my clients. We have a great family atmosphere, but you can tell by the culture of my school That it is a passion of mine and not just a business interest. So I encourage you as you're taking out your pen and pad and you're working on your dreams and what you would like to see develop or grow into a business. The very first step is to make sure that it is a passion that you have. Something that you feel would benefit others, not benefit yourself. Benefit others because no one is going to pay for something that does not benefit them. No matter how great of an idea you think or no matter how much 
benefit you feel you would gain from something that is only of interest to you. If no one else sees value in what you're doing, you're going to bump your head on the wall. How many of our young people, and even in some cases older people, right? But how many of our youth have desired to go down the road of being an artist? Specifically in music. Let's talk about music for a second. So many rap artists, right? If your rap only sounds good in your ear, then that means that you only see the value that it has for you. It, may, it allows you to have a creative escape. Or it allows for you to go to a place that allows for you to have that, that artistic freedom, that creativity. But if there's no value that other people get from listening to you, then that value will never tra- that lack of value rather will never translate into income for your rap career. So a lot of people I see, especially on social media, they may get upset about um, family not supporting. They may get upset about friends not supporting. They may get upset about their different circles not supporting what they're doing. But in reality, why should they support? Is there value in what you are doing for other people? And if you honestly say that there is no value, then why would someone spend their hard earned money to support your career out of sympathy, out of pity? No. So if you're going to be successful in your doing for self, then it is very important that you find your passion one. But this is step number two. Step number two is make sure that in your passion, you can provide value for other people. Value comes in many forms. So it doesn't only mean that value means I allow other people to make money off of what I'm doing. No, value means that there's a benefit. For example, in martial arts and chess, there is a value, an intrinsic value, when, when taught properly, in both of those area, uh, excuse me, areas in particular with the youth. It is obvious that in 2019, with this digital technological age that we have, with the uh, watering down of culture, um, the everybody wins mentality that I see more and more of in sports, it is of benefit and value to participate specifically in the way that I teach because of these re- these reasons right here. One, I will never throw an event or I will never have a competition where I give everyone a trophy or a medal. You may say, why is that so important? The reason it is important is because if you do not perform up to par, there is a reality in life that will make you Excuse me, not make you, but it will cause you to not be successful. I guess I'll put it in that way. I'm sorry, I'm trying to put my thoughts together. Right? So, for example, if I suck in life, if I suck at job interviews, if I suck in the in the in the career field that I'm involved in or whatever it may be, life will not reward you for that failure or for that weak performance. So in training and conditioning and programming the young people's minds, they have to be in a place where they know that one, there's an expectation that you must rise to the occasion. You must do your best. But two, if you don't happen to do your best, then there is no reward for you. Plain and simple. That basic principle can drastically change the mental, physical, and spiritual condition of young people all over the planet. Because one of the reasons our youth are so sensitive, they're so... Uh, uh, quote unquote bullied all of the time they're so in their feelings they're so quick to be depressed quick to lose self-esteem is because they don't have programs like that that teaches them how to overcome difficulty 
how to meet expectation, how to be successful, how to put the proper amount of work into what they're doing. And because of just that one principle, I could probably come up with a list of about 50 things or 100 things that martial arts and chess helps to develop. But just that one principle alone is valuable enough where if you want to see your child successful in this world, you will be willing to invest and spend for my monthly uh, rate in order to develop that quality in your child. Now, when I go down the list and I say, here's value number one, value number two, value number three, value number four, all the way down the list, it is obvious that once you understand what you're getting involved in in martial arts and chess, that you're willing to pay the bill for what it is that I'm charging to produce those qualities in the student. So whatever your passion is, it has to be something similar. After you first write down your passions, the second thing is to write down what value you feel that you are bringing. If you have a passion, so point number one is completed, but point number two is you don't see any value that you can offer others, then you need to circle back around to point number one and go back to finding out what your passion is. Because if it is a true passion, then you will always find value. There is little chance that you have a passion that does not have an intrinsic value. The reason it is it is a passion of yours is because you found it valuable for yourself. So you have to go inside of your mind, get off of social media, get off of your phone for a minute, sit down for 30 minutes to an hour and plot this course. Where is the value in my passion? And last but not least, after you have your passion, after you found out where the value is, those are the two preliminary steps. The third step is to now lay out a business plan. Now, here's where things get sticky. Excuse me. I know I'm snotting all on this podcast this morning. I got a little cold. I don't know where it came from. But um, the third point, after finding out those two preliminary points, excuse me, is to now lay out a business plan. But in laying out a business plan, things get very sticky. Because people, when you, say, when you say write down your passions, there's an image that pops up. When you say write down and find out where the value lies in your passion, there's images that you can put together that pops up in your mind. But when you lay out and say business plan, unfortunately, a lot of people begin to see calculus equations, formulas, <laughs> right, physics. They begin to see a lot of things where they're like, oh, my God, how do I, where do I even start? So one of the places to start is there's a formal way of developing your business plan. But here's the beauty in doing for self. You're not proposing this business plan, quote unquote, at this time to anyone else. So your business plan has to make sense to for right now. There's a there's a later stage where you may be interested in investors or or, or partners. Right. They're going to need to see a more formal business plan. But just to get started with this process of doing for self. The first thing that you must do is to write out a business plan that makes sense in your mind. Okay, so, for example, here's a blueprint of what a business plan for you, only you may look like. On the top of my page, I have passions or passion on the second part of my page. Underneath that, I drew a line underneath that passion area. I found out the value areas. So I may have five points of value or 10 points of value or three points of value, depending on what you're doing. In that second column underneath that first line. So I wrote down all of my values. Now, in this third area where you lay out your business plan, there are a few key things that you're going to need to know 
um, uh, in regards to developing your business. Okay, the first thing is where, right? They they call this the five W's. Where? All right, where am I going to do this? Is this a e-commerce business? Am I online? Is this something that actually needs a retail location or a formal actual brick and mortar uh, building location? Right? Is that what I need? Um, who? The next W. Who? Right. So first is where. The second one is who. Who am I looking to serve? Who am I providing this value to? Is it just a blanket demographic, which is usually the first key or sign that you're going to start failing and very quickly? You need to tailor your program or your value to a specific demographic. Are you reaching out to uh, college students? Are you reaching out to youth? Are you reaching out to the 40 and over crowd? Are you reaching out to senior citizens? What is your demographic age wise? And then further narrow it, narrow it down. So I may offer dance classes in my community. What does your community look like? Who are you serving? Is it a adult dance program that allows the adults in your community to have a good time and get back to doing things that they just forgot was in them? Getting those bones and, and muscles shaking and moving. Right. Are you providing to adults? Are you providing to little children, teaching them motor skill development how to put one foot in front of the other, how to be flexible, how to put together some moves. Are you teaching little children? Are you teaching middle-aged children? Are you providing outlets for teens? What is your demographic? You should have age. You should have race and ethnicity. You should have a community where, you know, if it's online, it may be a little different. If it's an actual location, it may be a little different, but you need to take the time to clearly lay out where, the first W, who, right? Your passions, the column number one, and the value number two should tell you your why and your what. So why am I doing this? What am I doing? Where am I doing it? Who am I providing this service to? So these are the W's that you should consider. The fifth W, who, where, why, what, oh, and the how. I, so I know it, it sounds crazy. I always question this when my father taught me when I was a little man uh, about the five W's. But, you know, the fifth W actually was an H. <laughs> I guess. Oh, OK. Maybe. OK. Maybe there's imagine five W's in a straight line going top to bottom. OK. The who, the where, the what, the why, all of those W's. Right. Are it starts at that line and goes to the right. The how is. The H and the O are in front of the W as opposed to behind the W. And then it ends with the W. So how? Okay. So I'm going to make a little imagery. You can find this on my website at nextmovebestmove.com. I'm going to make a little image to help navigate this conversation and to help you understand how to lay this out. But the fifth W is the how. Now, after you have your W's, that is your foundation. Do not misplace this paper. This is Sometimes, for example, and this is a tangent, this is not in the podcast, but just a tangent. But sometimes you can start to be successful or you can take on partners. And in being successful or taking on partners, you'll begin to get away from your initial vision. So the reason that you should archive, laminate, uh, uh, type up, whatever you need to do, frame it, put it on the wall, is that whenever you're getting in business and you're five, 10 years down the line and you're becoming very successful, you should go back to that initial blueprint 
and make sure that your foundation, these five bullet points, the passions, the why, the what, the where, the, the, the who, and the how, right? You should make sure that you're still on task with why you got into it in the first place. Because remember, these are your passions. The further you get away from your passions, the more you lose yourself in what you're doing. But lastly, discuss the how, right? So now we know what we're doing, why we're doing it, who we're doing it for. Now let's discuss how we're going to bring this into existence. And this is one of the most important points out of all of them. Because some people, I've heard them give motivational talks or things in the past. And when they get to this point, you know, I'm not against anybody who really has the willpower to bring something. I'm not slowing down your dream. But I think that there's a very strategic way that we can implement the how. So let's say, for example, my lease, I need a brick and mortar location. Okay. And my lease is going to cost me $1,250 a month to rent out this facility. The how part talks about how I'm going to save up three to six months of expenses that will allow me to begin to grow my business where the income or the revenue that I'm generating can supplement and take care of what I'm putting out on a monthly basis. So let me say that another way for clarity. If I know that my bills just to rent the place is $1,250, my utilities can be expected to be around $400, $500. That means that $1,800 with the little other bills in place, I'm going to need about $2,000 a month in order to maintain my business. In needing that $2,000 a month to maintain your business, before we go out, quit our nine to five, do all of these other things, I should set set aside at least three. The rule of thumb is at least three, but I think you may feel more comfortable knowing that you had a good six. So from my $2,000 a month responsibility starting out in my business, cost is going to increase over time. But we're just talking about the first six months of business. If I need $2,000 and I know that I want to make a safety net for six months, then that, need, that means that my focus should be in generating $12,000 that is not for anything except my business. I must maintain the discipline not to touch it, no matter what the crisis or circumstance may be. This $12,000 is for my first six months retail location, brick and mortar building, utilities, my rent, whatever the case may be. $12,000. Now, I remember when I was first getting into doing for self, $12,000 seemed like an amazing, insurmountable amount of money. But when you actually get in business, it's actually nothing. It's, it's, it's very little. $12,000 and achieving or conquering that goal of $12,000 is actually very feasible, but it is all about your mental approach. For some people, saying 12000 having that goal in front of you is all that you need. You have the willpower, the drive to bring it into fruition. You have the connects, the network to make that happen. For others, you may need to tell yourself $15,000, $20,000. And when you shoot beyond your goal, you'll find yourself meeting your goal quite easily. In martial arts, we break boards. The ones who hurt their hand and have difficulty breaking the board is the person that's looking directly at the board and they're punching directly on the board so once those knuckles meet that board or that 
uh, knife hand strike meets that board, it hurts because your goal was to look at that wooden piece of board. The ones who break the board without difficulty or punch the board and, and, and break it into pieces without difficulty is the person that looks beyond the board. So, yes, the board is in front of me, but I'm not even looking at the board. I'm looking beyond or through the board. And by the time I finish punching where in my mind's eye, I've reached beyond the board, the board that was in front of me snaps in half because my energy went through the object. So if you need to raise 12,000, if you need to raise 5,000, if you need to raise 10,000, 20,000, whatever your goal that you need to raise to be comfortable in making three to six months of your rent or three to six months of your expenses, excuse me, then don't aim at that goal, go beyond that goal. So if I need to raise $12,000, minimum I'm raising 15,000, minimum I'm raising 20,000. If I put up any fundraisers, if I reach out to people and contact people to, to sponsor or invest, my target that I'm saying I need to raise is $20,000 and watch how easily the $12,000 is accomplished. So while you're developing more things that we're gonna talk about on upcoming podcasts, and beginning to transition from doing for self. Start chipping away at your goal of raising money. And there's a rule of thumb. And I think I heard this from the uh, founder of Alibaba, uh, Jack Ma. He talked about a principle that I really liked and I, I've implemented and adopted and made it my own. But Jack Ma, very interesting guy. He specifically said that if you cannot go to your family and your friends and get your family and your friends to see your vision and invest in your vision, then that usually means that you need to go back to square one and reevaluate your passions, the value that you're providing, and etc. Because the people that's closest to us that want us to be successful are some of the greatest indicators of whether or not we have our I's dotted and our T's crossed. I know that my mother loves me. I know that my mother will sacrifice for me. She sacrificed for me her entire life. So if I can talk to my mother on the phone, I can tell her what my passion and my dream is and my value is, but I can't get her to come up off some cash to help me with that vision, then don't get angry at mama. Don't go on social media and start to talk about how no one supports you and da-da-da-da this and da-da-da-da that. Go back and reevaluate your passions and the value that you're providing. Take it as a lesson learned. In business, you have to rid yourself of your emotional context or your emotional involvement with what it is that you desire to do. If my cousin, if my uncle, if my grandfather, if my grandmother do not desire to invest in my business it may be a momentary maybe they just don't have the money right there but if they're verbally telling you that oh yeah absolutely give me a month i'll give you two hundred dollars give me a uh uh two months i'll give you five hundred dollars you know what wait till my tax return comes in i will invest in your business five hundred a thousand dollars two thousand dollars if they are not at that place where they're talking about investing or they just say man I, man i hope you'll be successful i think it's good but they're not willing to put up cash then you need to go reevaluate your passions and the value that you're providing. Take it as a lesson learned because when you get in front of businessmen and you're talking about putting a case or presenting a case before an actual business investment group or a entrepreneur or a businessman himself, 
or a philanthropist, an investor, whatever it may be. If you are too emotionally connected to them approving or disliking your dream or your vision, then you're already set up for failure. Because a businessman has limited time, he's very busy, the more successful that he gets. So he doesn't want all your fluff. He doesn't want all of your emotional context and your feelings to get involved. It's very simple. What's your market? Is there a need? Who's your demographic? What, what is your business plan? They want straight cut and dry points. So if you can't sell your own vision, if you can't sell your own passions, if you can't convince of your own value to your own family, then you, have, you don't stand a, a, a snowball's chance in hell sitting in front of investors. So with that being said, your first couple of thousand of an investment can absolutely come from family and friends and from your networks. But to take it a step further, in the next podcast, I want to talk about, well, actually, no, I'm going to save that for a few podcast episodes later to talk about how to properly get investment. But in the next episodes, I want to lay out some more plans. We want to dig deeper into doing for self and how to lay out this business plan how to talk about our values and what we and what our values are going to be and how to talk about our passions and find those passions. Those three areas are very important. So with that being said, if you have any questions, reach out to us on social media. Please check out our website at nextmovebestmove.com. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at NMBM, Next Move Best Move, NMBM Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Instagram excuse me, and Twitter. And on Facebook, you can find us at the Next Move, Best Move podcast Facebook page. I look forward to engaging with you all. I look forward to adding value in any way to help you have actionable steps, actionable steps that will help you get the freedom that I am enjoying every day of my life. Is it difficult? Absolutely. Do times get tough? Absolutely. Is there is there a need for us to find how to compensate everybody on payroll, how to expand our brand how to open up another location. Yes, those things are not easy. There's work involved. There's sacrifice involved. There's, there's times where you're going to be uncomfortable. But the freedom that it gives you in doing for self and building your own brand and franchise and not building someone else's is immeasurable. The amount of peace that I have, I would never replace with anything else that I can think of in this world. So I encourage you to do the same. I encourage you to take life by the horns. I encourage you to be strategic and smart about making this transition. Don't be stupid. Don't give up what's paying all of your bills right now and you don't have basic things in place in regards to just knowing where you want to go and what you want to do and where the next option is. With that being said, I am your host, Daniel X. I pray you enjoyed this podcast. Excuse me. I pray you enjoyed this podcast. Share, like, follow. Let's spread the good word. I honestly am doing this for the betterment of my listeners and my and my podcast uh, viewers and subscribers. I'm just looking to add value because the more that this is this is my dream and vision, the more that I see others enjoying life like I'm enjoying life, being successful, like the amount of success that I'm experiencing and having, the more that I can share that with the world, the happier I am. There's so much pain. There's so much uh, 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 weakness and fatigue and uh, unfulfillment in this life and a lot of the conditions that we see in our community and around the world is a direct result of that 
So the more that I can help people and help others to accomplish their dreams and goals, to live a better life, to be successful, I feel like it will have a dynamic and profound effect on the rest of the world. Until next time, thank you for listening. I'll catch you on our second episode. We're going to do this regularly throughout the week. Make sure you subscribe so you can get all notifications about when these episodes will be released. But until next time, peace.